0: All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Be a Better Baddie. My name is Quanisha, and I am your host, coach, teacher, and fellow baddie. And welcome back. So last week was Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Whether you were spending it with family, extended family, any other family, significant others, um, friends, pets, whoever. I hope that you had a day and I hope that you spent some time being grateful as well. We talked about gratitude for the past entire month. So hopefully you were able to bring in some of those practices into that actual day. And hopefully my gratitude series prepared you for Thanksgiving if you had to give an impromptu gratitude speech. So we are now moving into the month of December. I've already started acting on some of my goals that I have for next year, like the baddie circle starting in early December. So I'm excited to really challenge myself and put myself out there in a sense and actually start doing what I want to do. So yay. I'm here to talk about goals. And today we're going to start off by talking about setting goals that make you feel good. Setting goals can sometimes feel like a very daunting task. And today we're gonna explore the art of crafting these goals that are gonna bring you not only achievement, but also joy, fulfillment, and that feel good factor. The research tells us that setting goals can add more happiness to your life and alleviate stress. Furthermore, when you actually complete these goals that you set, it can provide you with a better sense of direction for your life, help build your confidence, and help see yourself in a new light, a.k.a. help you be a better baddie, okay? That's what it's all about. So grab your favorite beverage, find a cozy spot, and get ready to take some notes. Whether you are a professional goal setter or you're someone just starting on this path, I think there's something in this episode for each and every one of you. By the end of this episode, hopefully you'll be armed with some practical tips, in a renewed sense of enthusiasm to help you set these goals that not only align with your values, but also help you feel amazing. Just in time for 2024. Alrighty, let's jump into it. So the first thing we're gonna talk about is POP. Not too pop, POC. I created this acronym about a year ago and I still stand beside it, P-A-C. Make sure your goals are POC. This could probably be better But this is what I have right now and it works, okay? (laughs) So your goal should be positive, aligned, and centered around yourself. So when we say positive, I mean frame the goal as something that you are doing to enhance your life and help point you in the right direction. So, not, I will not watch TV anymore. That sounds negative. It has the word not in it telling you something you are not going to do. And It also just sounds very impossible. I won't watch TV. Like what happens if you do watch TV now you haven't met your goal? That doesn't make you happy. So instead of that, we want to, again, frame it as something that we are doing to enhance our life. So if the thing that we want to do is actually read more, then just say, I'll read at least 20 minutes a day. By reading at least 20 minutes a day, then you're not watching TV for those 20 minutes So think about the thing that you want to achieve rather than the thing you think is preventing you from doing so. Setting goals positively also gives you more clarity. So again, if the goal was don't watch TV, okay, what do I do then? Like, Why am I not watching TV? What's the purpose? You have no purpose. So you want to read at least 20 minutes a day because you want to do something. You want to learn something. You want to expand something, right? Secondly is aligned. So make sure you set this goal for a reason. Why are you doing this? Does it align with your goals, your values, your life? What's the larger picture and how does your goal connect to that? Don't make goals that you think other people would like or goals that you feel like you should make. This is your life, your business, and your goals need to be specific to you. Having misalignment is only going to create confusion around your goals and the process. So you owe it to yourself to be honest. One of my long-term goals is to plan a retreat for all of the baddies. Then I should have milestones attached to that, such as research, outreach, marketing, etc. This is a goal that I have for myself. Therefore, it is aligned with something that I want to do and not for someone else. If we want to think a bit more broadly, anything that isn't aligned with yourself and your values, it should not be a goal because it's going to make your life harder. Why are you doing it? And then the C is for center yourself. The only thing you can really control is yourself. So setting goals that center other people's behavior is setting you up for failure because when you center yourself, you're giving yourself more agency and responsibility of your own goals. Creating a goal where I can't take everything into account to ensure that I achieve the goal isn't the best goal. So an example is me saying, I want to win first place in a competition this year, right? I'm in control of my performance. I know I can practice or whatever, prepare for this competition to position myself in the best way possible. But I'm not in control of how other contestants do. I'm not in control of how the judges will react to my performance, right? So if I don't get first place that day, does that mean everything that I did wasn't worth it? By saying that I wanted to win a certain place and making that my primary goal, like this is the end all be all, I've decentered myself from the goal. So instead, my goal should be to prepare for the competition and perform to the best of my ability. Winning should be separate from that. That's a different part of the goal. And we're going to really dive deeper into this because you're probably thinking, what? I can't set goals like that. Like you can, you can, but I think you need to really distinguish between the parts of your goal. So when you look at a goal that is positive aligned with your values and centers your own actions, you're automatically going to feel better. Let's go into the next part of creating goals that make you feel better. The next thing you should be considering in making goals that make you happy is being flexible. So little backstory, you may or may not know this, but the E in bad e stands for evolving. I say that because I'm here to retract a belief that I held for so long. And that is that specific measurable achievement, relevant and timely goals, aka SMART goals, is the best and the only way you should be setting goals. Relying on these types of goals and metrics really limit your growth and your ability to see the progress. So an example of a SMART goal, I will increase my protein and vegetable intake and limit myself to one treat per day in order to lose four pounds each month for four months and lose a total of 16 pounds. The goal itself is brilliant, right? It is specific, very specific. I already said that I want to lose this amount of weight for these many months and lose this total. It is measurable. It's achievable, right? 16 pounds, I guess that's achievable. I don't, I don't think it's achievable for me. I just made that up. It is relevant and it's timely, right? However, let's say... I just didn't achieve that. Let's say instead of you losing four pounds one month, I lost three pounds. And then the next month I gained four pounds. So at the end, whatever the math is. So let's just say at the end of these four months, I only lost eight pounds. I didn't achieve my goal and my brain knows that I failed. I know I didn't, but my brain says, wow, you wrote that down and you didn't achieve it. That doesn't make you feel good. You won't feel proud of yourself, even though you still made progress. Not being flexible with that goal can really set you up for failure, in a sense, right? But if we are the type of people that view the glass half full versus half empty, maybe we will be proud of ourselves for still losing weight, rather than being mad at our bodies for not being a robot. So for that reason, that is why I've been loving flexible goals. The first time I used flexible goals was in a check-in with a manager. And in the past, I've used smart goals at work. And I never achieved any of them because they were so specific and didn't account for human error in life. So by making your goals more flexible, like I will connect with more friends, there's so many ways you can contribute to that goal and still feel like you're making progress towards it without limiting it by being too specific. For instance, connect with more friends. This could be texting them more often, doing more things together, inviting them to your house. This can be a lot of different things, and it's not saying, I will do this this many times. Am I telling you to get rid of SMART goals altogether? No. Mm -mm. I still think SMART goals are still worth it. Our goals still need to be specific in some way. So... Don't get rid of smart goals, but I am asking you to start integrating more of those flexible goals that you can have fun with. And flexibility can look like not specifying the time you do something or the particular days you do it or not tying your goals to a specific number because ultimately it will negate all of your progress and work. And we'll touch on more of this in the next section. All right, so the next part we're going to go into is focusing on the process. So So many of us are creating these outcome-based goals and outcome-based goals are the results that you hope to achieve and process-based goals are the overall repeatable process that you'll need to overtake to achieve that result. Goals where we focus on the process are so much better because we're able to notice the shifts and the changes within ourselves. This is really intertwined with setting POC goals because by centering yourself, You're thinking about the process rather than the end goal. We have the competition example. You wanted to win this competition, but really it's about the process, about you preparing for the competition and everything that comes with it. It's nice to win first place, but that's not really within your control. So another typical outcome-based goal. Maybe somebody wants to get a promotion at work. Making this a process-based goal will help you create different outcomes and really expand what you could do with this goal. What do you need to do to get a promotion? This may be you need to network with more people in your industry and in your office. You may need to upskill in some kind of way. You may need to take on some unofficial leadership, like leading a meeting or creating the agenda for it. These are all things that you would focus on to get ready for a promotion, prepare you to submit that application for the promotion, But by doing these things, you're also learning about all your different options. You're meeting new people. You're enhancing your leadership profile. By focusing on these things, you may get a promotion. You may learn about how to negotiate for a higher salary and keep your same position. Or you may come across another position that's the perfect fit for you. That's the issue with the outcome-based goals. They really limit you in all these different ways. But then I don't want to make it seem like process-based goals are bomb.com. These also come with their own issues because you need to identify an end point. As humans, we want to know, when have I completed this thing? When can I check it off? How do I hold myself accountable for these goals? And we'll talk more about that context in the next bullet point. But for now, long story short, when you write your goals, organize them in a way that lists the outcome that you do want and break it down into the processes that would help support that outcome. These processes will most likely be supportive habits and routines that you repeat over time to build up to your larger goal. The last thing for you to consider when it comes to setting goals that make you feel good is setting short-term goals and planning frequently. Success is not a linear process. You just Don't wake up one day, decide to do something. And then the next day you have everything lined up and you know everything you need to know to be successful in that thing. You're gonna have trial and error. You're gonna have to do some research. You're gonna learn some lessons. You're gonna have some long days where it's like, wow, I'm working really hard. You're gonna have some short days where it's like, whoa, what did I do today? You're gonna be confused. Some days you're gonna feel like, wow, I am a genius. How am I already not achieving this goal? And everything else in between. And that is why frequent planning and short-term goals are so important because they're going to help break up this this end goal that you see for yourself and really chunk it and help you become the person that already lives the life and does the things that you say you want to do. Typically, we set these big goals and then we forget about them. But by planning your day and thinking in terms of milestones, this is going to help you be more effective. My favorite planning tool, of course, is the Batty Goal Grid. And I love the Batty Goal Grid because, one, it looks nice. Two, our dopamine levels tend to increase whenever we set goals, big or small, and we accomplish them. And then crossing things off your to-do list triggers this dopamine release. It encourages us to keep going and keep making progress towards our desired outcome. So the more things you accomplish and the more progress you make, the happier you are. When you're doing the Batty Goal Grid, That happens naturally. If you aren't familiar with the Batty Gold grid or you want a refresher on it, take a notebook or get a sheet of paper. And then on the top half of the paper, you're going to create four boxes by drawing a vertical line and a horizontal line. From there, you'll label each box with four life categories. Mine are podcast slash social media, health and fitness, personal and work. I also recommend that you list them in order of importance. So I just said mine, in order of importance. My number one focus is my podcast, getting this going, everything that comes along with it. Number two is my health and my fitness. Number three is my personal development and personal goals. And then last is work. Personalize yours with whatever categories are most important to you. I imagine if you had kids, they'd be a box on their own because they are a lot. Next, you're going to list two to three action items that you need to achieve that day in that particular box. Not every day needs a new action. Not every day needs to be a heavy lifting for each box either. So for my health and fitness box, that's pretty consistent because these are just habits that I have. I need to fast until a certain time. I need to do a walk and I need to probably work out that day. It's pretty consistent. Nothing's really outlandish. I'm probably going to remove that box because right now that's more of a a passive goal. already a habit. Now, these daily tasks don't need to be big, but they should be connected to your larger goal. So throughout the day, as you progress on your tasks, cross them off, get that dopamine. And at the end of the day, at the bottom space, you have some space, right? You only used half of your page for your to-do list. I like to do a little journal reflection. And I like this because it can play up to my analytical side and also my reflective side. All right, I am going to stop here because I've given you a huge chunk of information and I want you to digest it all. So to sum it up, I want you to set goals that make you feel good. I want you to feel good in the planning process, the implementation process, all the way to the end. And the way you do this is to one, Make sure that your goal is POC. <laughs> make sure it's positive, aligned, and centered around your actions. Incorporate flexible goals. Think about the process. And finally, plan frequently and create short term goals. Most importantly, if I haven't explicitly stated this, I think I have, make sure that you have diverse goals smart goals, long term goals, short term, flexible, vague, everything in between. There is no right or wrong way to set goals. The only wrong way to do it is to not have any goals. There's this quote by Albert Einstein and he said, if you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not people or things. So again, if you have a goal, you're doing the right thing. The type of goal, I just want you to be diverse as possible and keep working towards that goal. All right, I will end it there today. Your homework for this podcast is to start thinking about your goals for 2024. And I will see you guys next week where we will continue talking about how to smash your goals in 2024. And until then, I hope you have a positively productive, self-loving day. Make sure you are following me on social media because throughout the week, I post content to supplement the podcast. So if you are not following Be A Better Baddie, then you are missing out on all of that content. I will see you all next week. Bye.